Welcome back to Spiritual Virtues, where we are reading stories about Abdu'l-Baha leading up to the centenary. We are on our fifth story. Are we up to the fifth one? I'm pretty sure it's the fourth. I don't think so. I think it's the fifth one, and it is titled The Night. The Night. The Night. So here we go. The Night. This takes place in Haifa, which today is in Israel, 1920. So 1921, I think it was, was when Abdu'l-Bahá came to the United States of America. So this is before he came to the United States of America. Amu, which means uncle, Amu Isfandiar, Isfandiar, come and look, shouted the little boy. Curious. Isfandiar walked to the window where the little boy was peering out onto the street below. Isn't it amazing? said the wide-eyed little boy. It looks like it's for a king. Isfandiar looked out the window. Parked below was the most elegant car he had ever seen. Isfandiar and the little boy watched as the driver, dressed in a dark suit and tie, stepped out of the car. With a spotless handkerchief, he started to wipe all traces of dust from the car. Amu Isfandiar, the little boy turned to Isfandiar. What's that fancy car doing here? The car has come to take Abdu'l-Bahá to a very special ceremony, Isfandiar explained. Abdu'l-Bahá is going to be knighted today. Wow, he's going to become a knight? exclaimed the little boy. But why? On behalf of the King of England, the British governor is thanking Abdu'l-Bahá for all that he did for the people of Haifa and Akha during the war, said Isfandiar. The little boy looked confused. Let me explain, said Isfandiar patiently. Before the war started, Abdu'l-Bahá asked the Baha'is near the Sea of Galilea to grow plenty of wheat and corn. But rather than sell the grain they harvested, Abdu'l-Bahá asked them to store it instead. But why would they store all the grain? Why not just sell it at the market, asked the little boy. That's what the Baha'is thought too, said Isfandiar. They couldn't understand why all this grain should be stored. But then the war started. Haifa and Akka were cut off from most of the world, and people were, people were worried that they wouldn't be in, there wouldn't be enough food for everyone. Do you think Abdu'l-Bahá knew? Yeah. That the war was coming and that people would starve? Yeah. So what did he ask them to do? Save it. Save, first grow it, right? Grow the wheat and corn, and then to save it instead of selling it. And like, what? So that there would be food for everybody. And nobody really understood until the war started and they had no other way to get food. And thankfully, they had all that food already stored up, right? Oh, so Abdu'l-Bahá gave them the grain, exclaimed the little boy. That's right, smiled Isfandiar. Because of Abdu'l-Bahá's wisdom and generosity, thousands of families, whatever their religion or nationality, had enough food to eat. And that is why the king wants to honor Abdu'l-Bahá with a knighthood. The little boy's eyes sparkled as he imagined Abdu'l-Bahá being knighted. But then his smile disappeared. But Amu Isfandiar, he said with a whisper, why aren't you taking Abdu'l-Bahá to the ceremony? You always drive him everywhere with your carriage. Isfandiar let out a gentle sigh. Today's occasion demands something grander, more luxurious and comfortable. The little boy could see that Isfandiar was feeling a little sad. He wondered if Isfandiar wished that he could drive Abdu'l-Bahá to the ceremony. Then, as though Isfandiar knew what the boy was thinking, he turned to him, smiling. As you know, he said, 
Worldly honors and fancy ceremonies mean little to Abdu'l-Bahá. He has accepted the knighthood as someone would accept a gift. Even still, surely for this occasion, a beautiful and comfortable car is more fitting than a slow and humble carriage. So he's taking a car to this to this ceremony instead of a carriage. Now look at this picture. Can you tell our readers what you see in this picture? This is a carriage. What's the difference between a car and a carriage? A car, you do, in the carriage, he's using horses, and it doesn't look like the seats are cushioned. Or, and a car, I think, like the seats are cushioned, um, you can go pretty fast, and yeah. It's much more expensive to buy a car than a carriage too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's more fancy. Yeah, it's much more fancy than a than a carriage with horses, right? Uh, I don't think a carriage is pretty fancy. I think yeah. nowadays we would probably find a carriage very fancy because no one ever drives in a carriage, right? Yeah. Hey, but hey. Yeah. Carriage are very older than cars. Yeah, there were carriages around before cars were, that's for sure. Cars, cars during this time were kind of new and fancy. Right? Now, everybody has cars. Or a lot of people have cars. Not everybody. But where we live, a lot of people have their own cars. The little boy was quiet as he thought about Isfandiar's words. He gave his amu, who's an uncle, a wave, and ran down the stairs to play. As he reached downstairs, he heard a commotion of activity. Where's Abdu'l-Bahá? The members of the household were asking worriedly. The car is waiting for him, and he's nowhere to be seen. I wonder where he is, thought the little boy, as he headed towards the orange tree at the back of the garden. He spotted the biggest, brightest fruit and carefully climbed up the trunk to the highest branch. Delicious, he thought as he picked the juicy orange. Suddenly, he heard footsteps under the tree. It was Abdu'l-Bahá. He was walking towards Isfandiar, who had come to the stables to tend to the horses. The little boy saw Isfandiar's eyes light up with joy. Abdu'l-Bahá wants Isfandiar to take him to the ceremony, realized the little boy, his face beaming. He doesn't want to travel in that fancy car. Abdu'l-Bahá has never wished for comfort for himself, nor has he ever wanted to come across as being better or more important than anyone else. Without a word, Isfandiar prepared the carriage. Within a few minutes, he was driving Abdu'l-Bahá to the governor's house. The little boy stuffed the orange in his pocket, his heart beating with excitement. He clambered down the tree and ran out onto the street. Taking a shortcut through the old city, he ran through the small alleyways and winding streets until at last he arrived at the house of the British governor. Pausing to catch his breath, the little boy looked up at the high wall surrounding the house. He spotted an old olive tree with branches that drooped over into the governor's garden. His love for oranges had made him a good climber, and so he quickly climbed up to the very top of the tree. Peering down into the garden below, the little boy saw a large crowd of guests. There were Muslims, Christians, and Jewish leaders, and important people from all over the city. A large tent had been pitched in the garden, and British soldiers stood in line. Peering down into the garden below, the little boy saw a large crowd of guests. There were Muslims, Christians, and Jewish leaders, and important people from all over the city. A large tent had been pitched in the garden, and British soldiers stood in line, waiting for the arrival of Abdu'l-Bahá's car. A military musical band stood ready at the gate to announce Abdu'l-Bahá's entrance. But where was Abdu'l-Bahá? The little boy watched as Abdu'l-Bahá quietly, yet majestically, walked in through the side entrance of the garden, on time and without any pomp. 
and with Isfandiar by his side. What a surprise to the guests who had been expecting him to arrive through the main entrance, and in the fancy car! The band began to play in celebration, and the ceremony began. From the top of the tree, the little boy looked across at Abdu'l-Bahá and smiled widely. Abdu'l-Bahá was truly the most humble knight there ever was. This says, the little boy is an imaginary character who observes a true story about Abdu'l-Bahá. Be a fruit upon the tree of humility. This is a quote by Baha'u'llah. Exactly like Rose. Exactly like Rose? Yeah. What do you mean? He's a fake character. So, oh, yeah, Rose was a fake character, too, but yeah. but it was a true story about Abdu'l-Bahá, right? You're right. A lot of the characters in this, the observational characters are made up, but the stories are real. They're just elaborated so that we can think about them from our from a point of view and that we can understand better. So I have a question. We're talking about humility here. Do you know what humility means? To be humble. To be humble and to be to have humility means to not think of yourself as better than anybody else, to not think you deserve anything better than anybody else. And when you succeed or when people give you praise, you are humble about it. It means you don't let it go to your head. You might say thank you, but you, you don't um, think that you deserve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Abdu'l-Bahá was so humble that even though he was being knighted and they're going to give him all these special, they're going to treat him in such special ways, he didn't want any of that fancy stuff, right? Yeah. So what are some ways that you think we can work on being humble? Can you think of an example of something where you could practice humility? It's too tired. We can't think very well right now, huh? Yeah, it's way past our bedtime. Well, how about this example? You're playing a game at school, let's say soccer, and you score a goal, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, you did it! Which one would be humble? Yeah, I did! You saw that goal, didn't you? I'm so good at soccer! Or... Thank you, thank you, thank you. It was a team effort. We did it together. I can't take, I can't take uh, all this praise for myself because I didn't do it on my own. Which one do you think would be more humble? The second one. The second one for sure. <laughs> all right, everybody. It is super late in our house and we are falling asleep. In fact, Parker's already fallen asleep. Um, <laughs> so we're going to say good night, but check back tomorrow and hopefully we'll have the next story, which is the gift. We are getting close to the end of Mighty. I think we only have two more stories left. So thank you for joining us. Bye.